Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Well, hello there and welcome to episode 16 of The Social Circus. I'm your host, Sarah Thompson, and today I'm excited to be talking to you about Facebook groups. Now, I know that Facebook groups can seem like a big job for us to take on in terms of our marketing, but I wanted to give you a few tips today on how you could do this well and how you could ensure that you had a group that was full of your raving fans. So let's talk about getting started with a Facebook group and why should we have one? Now, realistically, a Facebook group should be one of your marketing tactics. And what I mean by this is it's not something that we want to invest all of our time and energy and resources into. It is simply one of the tactics that we use to grow an audience and to have a, like a, a place where we have raving fans that are willing to buy from us. So when you are setting up a Facebook group, the first thing you should do is consider, why do I need a group? Now, the real answer to this lies in you and how much you are prepared to show up. So people join a community or a group because they want to get up close and personal. So this means that they're looking for connection. So what you need to consider is, am I willing to be an active participant in this group? Now, if the answer to that is no, like maybe you're too busy or you don't have mental capacity or it just doesn't feel right for you right now, please consider carefully whether or not you're going to proceed with a group because it definitely takes time and energy. The rewards are there, but if you don't have that capacity, it's going to be really difficult for you. So when you're starting out with a Facebook group, um, the first thing you need to do is make sure it is really clear that you are the owner of the group and that you are driving it with a specific business goal in mind. So think about how could you name a group to make it really obvious that this is part of your business. So my group is called the Social Circus Community, which obviously is named after my podcast, and it's got all of my online social butterfly branding inside it. So it's very clear that this is a group that is managed by online social butterfly and that me, Sarah Thompson, as the owner of that business is going to be very visible in that group. Now, I knew that I wanted to start a community mainly because I love to get up close and personal with my audience. Um, and there are lots of different reasons for that. But I was really, um, I was really consumed with the idea that most of my audience, which is generally female business owners, struggle with many aspects of digital marketing. And I want to meet my group to be a place where they could come and get support and advice. Okay. And that was what was really, really important. So when you're naming your group, Think about your audience and think about why would they want to be a member of this and what value are they hoping to get from it, okay? And if you ask those questions first, understanding your why behind the group becomes much clearer. The why is never, I need more people to sell to, okay? If that is your why, you're going to bump up very quickly against a lot of resistance from your audience. You need to have a really warm audience who understand your value proposition and who think that you are great and will be willing to buy from you. So that know, like, and trust, which is um, intrinsic in our marketing, will come through when you have a very successful group. So keep that in mind. So here's what I want you to consider. If you're setting up a group, make sure it's obvious that it's attached to you and your business. I want you to give it a name that helps your audience understand why am I joining this and what value am I going to get from it? So a couple of nice, simple steps for you to get started. 
Now, one of the most important things which I didn't do from the get-go, which annoys me, is that I didn't use my group entry as a list building activity. So let me explain what I mean by that. When someone joins your group, you should always have them answer some questions. Now, in this, you can ask them, you know, I ask things like, do you have a business? Because if you don't, you're probably not going to find my group much value. Um, I ask them to um, like tick that they agree to my group's terms and my rules. And then I say to them, and I, this is optional, not compulsory. And so the choice is yours. But if you were to ask me, I'd say make it optional. I have a question in there that says, um, all of my classes are free to attend. But if you would like to receive the recording and be the first to know of what's coming up, you must supply your email list to get on the inner circle list. So that's what I tell people. And I would say that about 70% of people who join my group supply their email address. So they go on a specific list, which means that they get all of the class recordings um, and they get a, a month, an email every month to tell them what's coming up. So it gives them a really strong reason to give you your email address. So this is what we want to do. We want to have multiple touch points with our audience. So a group is one of them. Our email marketing is another. So we just keep having multiple touch points and don't be afraid of that because I know that some people touch me across about six different platforms and that's great because they're getting my message nice and clear. So once you've set up a group, there are a few different ways in which you can run it. And remember, it is your group and the choice is yours. The other good thing about running a group is that you don't have to commit to it forever in a day. <laughs> you can simply try things out, have a little bit of fun, see what your audience likes. What I would recommend that you do as a really great starting point is I always once a week when I welcome new members, I always do a welcome post and I let them know a little bit about me. So like, this is me, this is how you can work with me. Here's the rules of the group. And then I say, please introduce yourself and share your Facebook page, okay? Or please introduce yourself and share something. So getting people to introduce themselves creates that community connection. So I would recommend you did a welcome post. Um, if you do it once a week, Facebook allows you to tag all the new members that have joined in the last seven days. So that feels like a nice cycle to do that. And I try and be disciplined and do that every Wednesday in my group so that I can welcome new members. I might let them in more often, but I only welcome them once a week. And welcoming people and acknowledging them makes them feel like they are instantly part of your tribe and part of your audience. And it's really nice because people will share, not everyone will reply, but some people will share a nice amount and you can start to interact with people. So that welcome post is a lovely way in which to start. I would also recommend that you filled out all the details about your group. So you filled out your group rules, you filled out, filled out um, like a pinned post that has kind of like what they can expect, I guess, and a, a little bit about how they can work with you. And I always have that as a pinned um, announcement in my group. The other thing you want to do is you want to be the one who is always driving content in the group. And what I mean by that is that if you write something or you have a daily theme, for example, what you really want is for people to comment on your post. So if, for example, I have a follow Friday in my group and people can follow like their Facebook page or their Instagram, that kind of thing. But people can't simply go and post randomly. They have to comment on my post. And there are several really good reasons to always lead with your post and get people to comment on it. The first is that it ensures that if I write something and then someone else writes something immediately after me, my post doesn't get lost, which as a group member can be really frustrating. If I've got like a um, put up your offer today, it's 
I don't know, promo yourself Wednesday or something. And people just start to put posts. My posts could disappear and not get seen at all. And I don't get any of that visibility. So by making people comment on your post, you're ensuring that everyone gets an equal equal airtime, I guess is what I'm trying to comment, um, an equal kind of equal space in terms of whatever it is you're promoting at that time. The other thing we want to do with us writing a post and people commenting on it is we're actually training the algorithm. So what the algorithm is always looking for is looking for posts that get engagement that people enjoy seeing. So if you as the admin of the group always create a post and it always gets lots of interaction like comments and likes and things, it is telling the algorithm this person creates interesting content that people always comment on. Therefore, whenever she creates a post, I'm going to make sure it gets pushed out to lots of group members. Now, you want to be doing this because you do want to sell in your group and you do want to be able to create offers. But if you haven't been leading the way with interesting content, the algorithm is not going to see you as interesting and not many of your group members are going to see it. So remember, we want to make sure we write a post and people comment and respond to it. A, to help them get their visibility, but B, for us to train the algorithm as well. Now, when it comes to content in your group, there are lots of different strategies around this that you can try out and see how you go with. But what I want you to consider is how would you like to run this? Remember, you own this group and you get to run it how you would like to. So try not to commit to having a theme for every single day. And I do see these. And remember, your audience is going to show you really quickly what they are interested in. I don't have daily themes because I feel like it's a lot to ask people to show up every day. But I do have a few themes throughout the week which people can comment on. So remember, the choice is yours. But you want to kind of test things out to see how people respond to it and to see what engagement and interaction you're getting from it. One of the things that I love most about Facebook groups is the ability to create polls. Now, polls are really, really quick and simple, and it gets your audience interacting with your content, but it's also free market research. So what we want to know is what are people interested in and what are they hoping to get from your group? So you can run polls and just say, um, I'm thinking of introducing a theme day where everyone can write a promotion. Who would like this and how would you like it done? Would you like me to structure it for around like, you know, maybe Mother's Day, um, Easter, those kind of things? Or would you like one once a week or what would you like to do? So get some feedback on that and then make sure you listen to their feedback and you take it on board. You can do um, simple engagement posts, which we know work really well. And those are things like um, happy hump day, it's Wednesday, using a gift, share how you feel, or using an emoji, share how you feel. Those very low, um, low effort kind of posts will always get you engagement. It's when we actually ask people to answer questions that we can expect our engagement to go down a little bit. But remember, your audience is there for a reason. So make sure you deliver on that. So with that in mind, you can create very successful groups that are full and primed from people who want to buy from you. But you must show up and give great value. So in my Facebook group, I've tried a few different things over the years. And here's some things I've, I've had really strong success with. So with my content, because I create content regularly, things like my podcast and my blog and my videos from YouTube, 
get shared regularly into my group. I'm not creating new content that's not already going out on my other socials, but my group is seeing constantly that I share and give lots of good value. So remember things like podcasts, blogs, and videos are always a way to demonstrate your expertise and how you give value. So keep that in mind. The other thing you might want to consider is running free groups or free classes. Now, I love free classes. Um, I already run a lot of training. So to me, free classes are a really easy way for people to try me before they buy me. And um, I run these every month, mainly because there's so much that I can teach. And I think sometimes it's easier just to have a free class. Um, but you could maybe just do one a month if you like. Again, remember to consult your audience and see what they might be interested in. You could say, hey, I'm thinking about running a free class once a month. What would you be interested in seeing? So give them those choices and ask for their feedback. The other great things to do are to do lives in your group. Now, I do a live in my group almost every week. And to be fair, I don't really do lives anywhere else, mainly a capacity issue <laughs> more than anything else. But what I do is I show up regularly. So my audience knows that I do a live um, on a, you know, I think at the moment it's a Tuesday at 9am. So they know to expect me to pop in there and do this live, which is really, really helpful. So having a think about how you can show up and I show up and do a live in a very unstructured way. I just kind of give people a, hey, how are you going? Here's some tips. Um, share what's going on in my business. I often share what's going on with my coaching clients in a very non-specific way. And because what I tend to find is a lot of people have similar challenges. And what I want to do is help resonate with other people. Because when we run a business on our own, we often think we're the only ones struggling with a specific problem. <laughs> so I like to share what I'm hearing, like sort of like the voice of the people, what's going on at the moment. I love doing that kind of thing. So my lives are very unstructured, informal. I can pop in and out in a few minutes or I might be there for 20 minutes. It's really up to what my audience wants me to do. Very, very simple to keep that in mind. The other thing you might like to consider is if you would like to offer little breakout rooms in your group and offer little free mini training. I've got a friend who runs in her group a monthly mini mastermind. And again, it's the same idea as a free, free um, training because she's a business coach. What people are getting to do is try her before they buy her. So it's in a group setting and she only does one hour a month, but it's really, really valuable because people can get an insight into her coaching techniques. So these work really, really well. So free classes, like mini masterminds, lives, all great in, in which you can show up. Sharing other types of content you created are also valuable. The other thing you might like to try out is challenges. Now, challenges are something that I've done a lot of over the last couple of years, and they can be really, really fun if you give people plenty of notice to show up. So I've run like content challenges. I've run Canva challenges. I've run Instagram challenges, all sorts of different challenges. I typically run them over five days because my audience are working um, ladies running their own business. So I want to get in that Monday to Friday. And again, I put the content in the group, but if people want the recordings, they have to, again, supply their email address to get access to that. So there are lots of things you can do to engage your audience. But what I want to be really, really clear about is if you do not do these things and you don't show up, you're not personally present in your group, it is going to be very hard for you to sell. So you want to make sure you're visible and that you're giving value to your audience and then when it comes to selling, it's going to be really easy for you to do that. So remember, if you're connected with your audience through your groups, you're going to hear what they've got to say. So please don't waste this opportunity for 
invaluable market research. I even asked my audience, I say to them, oh, I'm, I'm thinking of having a sale for the end of financial year. Which one of my courses would you like to buy on sale? And then I do a little poll and I ask them. And then when I make the sale, I say, I got you all to vote. And the, re the resounding result was you wanted this course on sale. So guess what? It's, it's on a flash 48 hour sale just for you all, just in the group. So remember, you need to listen to people and you need to acknowledge that you have listened to them because then they feel valued. So the other thing that I do do quite regularly is I offer exclusive promotions through my group. Now, this is really, really important because it makes them feel special. And if we want our audience to enjoy showing up there, they want to feel special. So I will offer um, like exclusive discounts. So I'll say this is my end of financial year sale. But if you use this code, it's exclusive to my group members. You'll get an extra discount. And people love that. They love getting that extra discount. They like to be acknowledged and to be made to feel special. So remember, you can always sell through your group if you've shown up and given great value. But don't forget that it's nice to give people something that makes them feel special, whether that's a discount or an extra bonus or extra time, whatever it is, it's something that's exclusive to them. So, gosh, I've told you a lot today. Apologies, I've jam-packed today's episode with lots of tips. But here's the thing I want you to consider. A Facebook group is a wonderful addition to your marketing plan. It allows you to create an audience. It allows you to show up and give really good value. It allows you to get first-hand market research from your fans. And best of all, it creates a place where you can sell really comfortably because you have connected with these people. <clears throat> I want to finish by saying my Facebook group is my favourite place to hang out. Um, I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook, but I love my group. And I have created it into something that I really enjoy. And I often have people say to me, it is their favorite place to hang out as well. So I know that I have hit the mark. However, I'm never afraid to shake things up. I'm never afraid to try something new. And if it doesn't work, it's not a failure. It's just a learning. But my group is where I get to be Sarah and I get to be very present with people. I would encourage you to think about if this is something that you would like to add to your business and to consider it carefully because you don't want to just start a group without some sort of strategy in mind. So if you're going to have a group, make sure you have capacity to show up there regularly. I know that's something that's going to add a lot of success to your business if you do it well. So happy group growing, I guess I'd like to say. Um, I do have, if you go to the show notes, a couple of links because I've got a course on I'm growing your Facebook group and I've got a couple of PDFs that you can check out as well. So thank you again for tuning into my podcast every week. I am so appreciative for all of you that my regular listeners, for those of you that send me messages on Insta, tell me you love it. I'm, um, I show up so often to create these things and it feels sometimes like I'm talking out into the world, but I know that you are all enjoying it. So if you do enjoy my podcast, I'd like to ask a favor if you could leave me a review, whether you're listening to me on Apple or Spotify, I would be really grateful. It always helps my um, podcast go well when people review it. And remember, if you enjoy the episode to subscribe and make sure you never miss another episode. So thank you for tuning in again. Good luck with your Facebook group and stay safe until I chat to you the same time next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.